The following production is brought to you by the Talkin' Buds Leave Show. Talkin' Buds Leaf Show off-season edition. This is as remote as it gets. Neither one of us is in the Talkin' Buds studio, but we move heaven and earth to find a way to get online, even if it's remote, because we have to discuss the Maple Leafs formally introducing Brad Tree Living as the team's 18th general manager in team history. Before... I go, I've got a million things I want to say about Brad for living, about Kyle Dubas, about all kinds of things. But before we get into any of that, I want to hear from you, your thoughts on the Brad for living hire. Uh, I'd say like, I'm kind of, kind of indifferent about it in a way. Um, obviously if you listen to the last pod, uh, I wanted Dubas gone. That happened. So that made me happy. And then right off the get go, it was like, this guy's coming in and um i mean at that point it's almost like right away he was coming in and there was just no other thought of anybody else not that i had a better idea for anyone else really um overall just a guy who is i don't know like i real, i'm kind of indifferent about it to be honest with you i don't have a strong opinion about it i don't I, he seems like a really good dude really like the guy but it's not someone i'm like super super stoked about just kind of wait and see i understand that and that is how i initially felt off the top as well because the biggest takeaway that i personally have had in these last couple of weeks since kyle dubas was let go is this is brendan shanahan's hockey team like without question he's the one who's running the show all major decisions within the organization whether that be external or hockey operations are going to go through him. He essentially is the general manager of this hockey team. That is how I I'm viewing it. So true living was the favorite right from the moment. Dubas was let go. He was the favorite and he was the one that everyone was sort of pointing at and being like, this is the guy we saw some crazy games in in the last couple of weeks, like Mark Bergevin and Peter Shirelli. And it was like, no, 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 no. We also saw some other names like, like a Doug Armstrong or a Jim Nill or George McPhee. But again, it it brings me back to my point about Brendan Shanahan. It's like Doug Armstrong runs the show in St. Louis. Like he, he runs the St. Louis blues. Why is he going to leave that position to come and report to Brendan Shanahan? Like it just, it doesn't make sense. It makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. I'd love to know just like everything that, Shanny's been involved with over the whole Dubas era in a way. Like, well, I mean, it seems like, yeah, he runs the team, but like, it's just, you just don't get any good indication on how far that goes. Well, I want to hold on Dubas for a minute because we had, a, we have a big Kyle Dubas story from today. We're going to talk about as well, but let's talk about Brad tree living. So they formally introduced him today. And I have to say, I I was pretty impressed listening to him talk. Like he, he, I thought he had a really kind of laid back, relaxed attitude in dealing with the media 
right away I found him much better at dealing with the Toronto media than Kyle Dubas ever was. Like I thought Kyle Dubas always came off kind of nervous and spoke. Uh, he was just over the top with yeah. the whole name dropping. Oh, he was doing that today in Pittsburgh. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I know. I heard it. It's just like yeah. there's like things you're taught in business class that like. Yeah, they're good things, but like it's like it's like he's in still in his like business class. Yeah, being yeah, like, that's what I mean. There's like a there's like a maturity. <laughs> yeah, and like he's he's like there's hey, there's a great like great nickname too. Tree. Yeah. 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 He Love takes that. Himself, Kyle Dubas. I find takes himself very seriously. Where where like Tree Living today kind of had some like dad jokes going early and was like like I said I, I found him to be really relaxed dealing with the media. He had a couple quotes today that I thought were really, really good. Like he said, he, he basically outright said that he hates the term the core four and he doesn't want to hear the words core. You're, you're happy about this. He he doesn't want to hear the words core four at, anymore. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs and that's that. He also said that like, you know, he just, he sort of walked away at the end of the season from Calgary and then his family when they were deciding whether he they should take this job, he said, you know, it's it's the Leafs. And he's like, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. That means something. And right away, I was like, I hope that that's something that he brings. Bradstreet Living has this work cut out for him here, man. Like, I, I think I think the dude is, is more than capable of doing the job. But when I look at him, it's like, do you know what you've just gotten yourself into? Like, you've gotten yourself into a culture here of players who we talked about it in our last episode. This is a very blase team with core guys who I'm not going to say for all of them, but there's a few of them that we pointed out last episode who after game five against Florida, were very like, Oh, you know what? Uh, we'll be back next year and we're just going to keep trying. And it's just blase is the word that I'm choosing here. And I think he's going to realize pretty quickly when he gets in there that like, this is a culture here that I think Kyle Dubas helped foster. It's very like. Not cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't love it. Like I don't love it. Like, no, it's like, it's, there's no, like, like basically what he said today, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. That means something. It's like, I don't know if the star, I think the star players here feel that in uh, the way they're treated as like celebrities in the city and how much money the organization has and how well they take care of them since. But does, do Austin Matthews and William Nylander and Mitch Marner realize what that means from like a, what it means to put the sweater on perspective. And I know that's super corny, but like, that's just something that I feel like has been missing in this Kyle Dubas era that I hope he, he brings I think he's just in a, I think he's in a really tough spot. Like, I think, I think when, when Dubas first left, like you were picturing someone coming in, like almost to an extreme and just like kind of coming in and just like giving it a whole facelift. But as you've said before, it's just like, as, as long oh, as dude. Shanahan's here, it's, that's not going to happen. Oh, dude, that that's another thing. Kiss the facelift goodbye. That ain't happening. No, God no. No, so that it's ain't just like happening. honestly, they're just they're, he just brought in a guy who seems like a really nice guy. He's not as lame. He's a little more laid back. He's got a good reputation, but 
when it comes to the hockey team, it's kind of more the same. Like, you know, it's just uh, like today, like he said it on every show, every interview he did. He's like, well, we have like world-class talented players here and look at the, look where they were drafted. And it's, it's up to us to like supplement the talent around them. And it's just kind of like, yeah, we've been trying to do that, man. And, and his first the end of the of day, like getting on a bird to go to Arizona to talk to Matthews about his contract extension. Yeah. Which I, I mean, which is like, you, you got to do that. Right. So like, that's been my biggest takeaway. I'm glad you hit on that. I think when the season ended, we all sat here and said, oh, they're breaking up this core. Goodbye-bye, Sheldon, like all that stuff. I, I don't think any of that's happening. I think... But, you, Rob, you also have to recognize, like, too, like, it's not, like, it's not... You can't just snap your fingers and make yep. a massive trade, you know? Like, it's this isn't, like, something that you can just, like, do overnight. Like, it's... I think in hiring Tree Living, even though... Like, like he's dealt with a situation like almost like he's getting into right now where like a couple star players made it difficult and he had to move on and, and not saying he has to do that here, but it's just, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, it's just, I, he's in a really tough spot. It's hard to make, like, what do people expect? Like, it's hard to make a trade. Like it's, there's so many factors, like. Like Matthews is one year left on his deal. Like, what yeah. what trade are you gonna get for that? You know, well, like, I, I don't think unless he goes not. to the LA. Like, you know what I mean? It's so. I mean, I hear a lot of people talking about trade this guy, trade that guy, and yeah, I like. I I'm the first guy to admit, like, I'd like some change, but I also can acknowledge that it's not easy to just like snap your fingers and make make a deal that's gonna work for you and another team and a deal that you're gonna win. Like, it's just. Uh, so like a part of it running back, running it back is like not almost like, oh, we believe in these guys. It's just like if you can't make the right move at the end of the day, if you're really looking at it in that way, then like, you know, like that's going to take time. It's not something you can just figure out. Well, and he said something today. He was on with Kipper and Bourne and he said a couple of things on Kipper and Bourne to that stood out to me. And one of them is, you know, we're we're so close to this team and these core guys and we're really emotional about it. And when they lose in the playoffs the way they do every year, we're, we're so mad at them. And, and he just said today, he's like, you, like, be careful moving off star players. Like you, you don't just get those guys. Like you, you're not going to trade a star player and bring in another star player. It doesn't necessarily work like that. And that's not to say to your point that he's going, he's not going to trade them, but it's not something that you just snap your fingers and send a guy of, of awesome Matthews, William Nylander, Mitch Marner's elk out the door. Like you or, just don't do yeah, it. Like realistically, when people talk about trade, they're talking about Nylander or, or Marner. Marner. Yeah. But it's just like, like it's not something that you can just like do very quickly. Like I'm just really pissed off at the way these guys are performed. So I want to see some change, but I'm also a normal human being who kind of understands that, like it's not just this isn't chill. Like you can't just turn force trades on and and make some goat trade. Like it's like you know, like it's and now a new guy's coming in here who evaluates talent a little differently than what we're used to. And maybe he sees something different than, than what we see. And and he thinks that he, if he does this, this, and this, that he can get them over the hump. See, so that is something that I, I'm coming around on that. They have 20 million in cap space. 
if you want to give Brad Tree Living a year with these guys, well, first of all, a year to try and sign Austin Matthews to a contract extension, because that is without question the undisputed priority for the organization. If you want to give him a year and with that cap space to try and supplement this team with talent that Brad Tree Living likes, aka not Alex Kerfoot, not Justin Hall. Yeah, like if you look at the Calgary team, like they were always like kind of tough, you know, yeah. like they weren't well, like he, uh, you. The thing that I thought about you when they hired him is he's a guy who, who knows how to build like a big, nasty blue line. Oh and yeah. That's like, you've been clamoring for. I mean, there's so many, there's so many, I just, I, there's so many things to, to think about with this. Like if everything goes well and guys get re-signed, blah, blah, blah. Like there's so many things I want to do. But then today it's like the, the forefront of the conversation is taking the bird out to Arizona. Yeah. And, the, and we got to get him signed. But like, oh, like in my brain all day, it's like, do you really want to just absolutely shoot your your foot and just sign this guy to a 15 a year deal well i think you know like that's like to me it's like yeah we like we love we have this franchise player we've talked about it year after year and if he leaves this it's gonna suck but at the same time it's like we really gonna just absolutely carve our chances of having any other good hockey players well i think this guy's a negotiation progressive hockey player like he needs his money like you're not you're not good making 12 and a half you need 15 like you're dude you're not that good man like i'm sorry like i i think i think that's part of the negotiation ryan i think honestly i think one of the reasons why it's so urgent is because you got to get out there and you got to see what he wants and if if that is part of his demands listen I'm okay with paying Austin Matthews. Like I was listening to who was I listening to this morning? I think it was Justin Boren talk about it's like when you pay a guy, it's like it's like a percentage of of what the salary cap will be, right? So if you're looking at if you're gonna sign Austin Matthews to a, a five year extension and you're looking at where the salary cap is gonna go in five years, and you determine that paying him 14 million based on that is fair market value, then okay they already did that (laughs) it didn't work but but (laughs) if he sits there and starts saying like you know i want 15 14 and a half 15 oh and also i want to pay play with mitch marner oh and also i want that's when you've got to kind of like i think that part of it that is just as big of a piece of this negotiation as anything else is yes we want to pay you we want you to stay but we also want like we also want you to help us build a competitive team. And even though you're a star player and we value you, you don't get to decide whether we want to keep Mitch Marner or not. You don't get to decide whether we want to keep William Nylander or not. And that's that's all part and parcel of these discussions that are going to happen with him. And, and, if, and if they go there and they get an inkling, the, the main priority here, Ryan, is that this guy doesn't walk on July 1st for nothing. Or yeah, next season for nothing. That is that is the main priority here. Like without question, you need to figure that out. And if you can't come to an agreement with him, then you need to try and move him for something because that's the thing. Well, that then you better, but but you better find the team that he wants to sign with and trade to yeah. that team. Like it's like they're kind of screwed, man. Like I know you don't want them to walk for nothing. Like I guess if there's a good market, um, in the hunt. 
around the deadline, then yeah, that you could use them as a rental. But like, if if there's a team that has a good idea that they think they can sign him, what why are you trading for him? Like you well, know, like it's like they're they're well, kind of screwed either yeah. way. Well, like I, I, I think but, Bourne yeah. was talking about that too. It's like they have no like what leverage do they have in a trade for Austin Matthews other than a team that is like a, a big market that's on a cup run that needs a guy. Like other than that, they have absolutely no leverage in the trade market with Austin Matthews zero because why, why would the LA Kings trade for Austin Matthews? If they think they could just sign him. Like, yeah. It's, it's a pickle, man. Like the mass Matthews situation is, is a massive pickle. And that's why today, right out of the gate, that was the first Rob, question. They're, they're going to have to bend over. Like that's basically yeah. all they can do, man. Like if this guy is going to, demand whatever he wants if they want him that bad they're gonna do it man because they're mm-hmm. screwed yeah they were screwed the day they signed this guy to a five-year deal like it was just well who signed him to that five-year deal? yeah some mr <laughs> mr pittsburgh penguin um yeah, good luck over there Jeez. yeah i know so what do you think of the sheldon keith thing like it sounds like they're going to keep Sheldon Keefe. And if you look at tree living's track record, when he showed up in Calgary, Bob Hartley was already in place as the Bob coach. And he kept- Hartley. That was a yeah. name that I that he brought up like Bob Hartley. Yeah. Yeah. I know like, he was already in, in place and they kept him for two more years. Right. When I heard that again, my, my instinctive reaction was like, Oh my God. Like, how do you bring like, at least if you're going to run back the core four, at least change the coach. Like at least get Rob, a new they vision have behind to there. change the coach, man. I'm I am not about this at all. Like I am not. So, so here, let me, I, I'm not either, but what do you think of this point that Kiprios keeps making about how maybe now with Kyle Dubas out of the picture, Sheldon will be able to exercise more of who he really is. Like, like when you think about last year, when he criticized the star players and then walked it back, we all speculated that it was Dubis that told him to do that. And I talked earlier about this culture that Dubis has fostered this sort of blase culture, people, people commenting to Jonas Siegel that they're in mourning after the guy gets let go. Like, it's just he created this like soft, soft, soft tissue, soft culture. And so what do you think of this narrative that Kipper has been talking about where it's like maybe like could Sheldon maybe be a little bit different and be a little more ballsy, I guess, when it comes to holding these guys accountable now that Dubis isn't sort of over his shoulder. Rob, let me ask you a question. I'm not going to say where you've worked for the, like, how long have you been at your job? A very long time. And I know you're not going into the office every day, but say it was like before COVID, you're going to the office every day. Mm-hmm. You get to know all the people that you work with. You see them every day. You develop a certain relationship with them because you see them every day. What if you got a new boss at your job? And then you just decided to show up the next day and just be a different person. Like and people, that would people, never happen. Yeah, like it just. Like, I'm sorry. He knows this. He's been around this group too long now, and and all that stuff about, uh, but the but whatever that's gone on. It's 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 like it's just you can't you can't change, man. You can't. Like it's it's too far. Like what is he gonna do? Come in with a new message because he's got a new 
boss now and now he's now he doesn't have to walk back his star play like it's too far gone get rid yeah, of yeah and, and, and i hate that's part stupid of the thing culture where it's like oh well you don't want to waste one of your coach firings right off the bat it's like that's just a stupid media made up stupid thing like it's just i don't know like i mean at the end of the day like um, brad seems like a good dude He's not going to just fire a guy because he's not his guy. He's obviously going to give him a chance. And I respect that. But as Listen, a I, fan, to be clear, dude, I'm with you. Like, I yeah. think bringing Sheldon Keefe's a bad idea. Like, I, I think it, again, it's all part and parcel with the culture change. Like, like true living was saying today, he was talking about like, you know, how you win in the playoffs and like you talking about checking and how you've got to be able to take the fight to your opponent. And I'm like, dude, have you watched these guys like that? That that is that is not how these guys play. I don't know. I could be wrong though. Like if Kipper believes that, and it, like he, yeah, he, it could listen, happen, man. Like I I don't in, know. He's plugged in, and he seems to think that being out from under Kyle Dubas might not be the worst thing for Sheldon Keefe. Like at the but end of the day, I'm, you're right. I'm just, there's a existing relationship there. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. I don't know. Like, would you? Like just, but just picture being one of those guys. You know, it's like all of a sudden you're just gonna see his new attitude and be like, "Well, well, kind of like this guy." It's like, no, you remember two years ago when he was a complete idiot. So, like, you know, it's just him even more. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, oh, now you're Mister Tough Guy because Kyle's gone. Like, I'd be like in the dressing room being this guy's a loser. Like, now he's gonna try to scold me or something. Like, no, no, these players have. To me, these players have like walked over him and it's just like too far gone in that sense. Like, I don't know, really don't know the dynamic, but that's just what it looks like from the outside. And I wouldn't mind bringing in someone who has a little respect, like, you know, yeah, not somebody's yeah. going to come in and ream people out, but just someone, someone who has a little bit more respect on their name. You know, what's well, kind of like what you were saying about tree living off the top. It's like you, you notice like a sense of maturity with him that like Dubis didn't really have. And it's like, yeah, it wasn't what just like, yeah. like, well, John, good <laughs> question. Like, it's like when yeah. you learn that Brock university, like, what do you yeah. like yeah. wherever the hell oh, you went? Oh yeah, man. It's yeah. He's so we'll talk about him in a minute, but all in all, here's what I'm going to say about Brad tree living. I thought it was really impressive today. I thought he handled the media with way more like relaxation than Kyle Dubas ever did. Um, I, I'm going to give him a chance. I he's, he's, he's shown a really great drafting record in Calgary. He's shown an ability to build a big, strong, tough defense in Calgary. Like those are, those are mean Daryl Sutter hockey teams they had out there. Right. So if, if he's got a lot of cap space to work with, like, I'm willing to let him try and surround these guys with other hockey players that he thinks are, are a good fit. Um, but I, I also look at him and I say like, you're in for a rude awakening when you see this sort of environment that Kyle Dubas left behind. And, and I want to make it clear when I say environment, like, by all intents and purposes, Kyle Dubas is, is a really good dude and people liked working for him. But I just, I think there was, there was a sense amongst the, I could sense listening to the players talk that there's no sense of urgency here. There's no, like, like everyone keeps commenting on our TikTok about uh, the, the Shorzy line. They don't hate to lose. And it's like, that's exactly how you describe these guys. And I think that's a, an environment that Kyle Dubas cultivated here. Yeah. 
And so one thing I will say about today too quickly is I liked how he handled the, the Matthew Kachuk question. Mm -hmm. Cause I thought that was so unfair to like criticize him for, for that. Like anybody who was doing that was just like actively trying to find an excuse to hate this guy. Yeah. And I thought the way he explained it was exactly how it went down. Totally saw his side of it and i just like how he shut that down right away because anyone going after him for that was just a complete idiot just yeah well it's okay fine then let's let's get into it so not five minutes before the leafs are set to um go live with the the press conference to introduce bradtree living the pittsburgh penguins announced that they've hired kyle dubas as president of hockey operations that has also been heavily rumored for a few weeks now so there's a lot of pieces to this i think uh i think the fact that he that this is where he's at now is proof that he made a power play here to try and get Shanny out. I think that's what he really wanted here is he did not want to report to Brendan Shanahan anymore. He wanted to run the show and Shanny realized that and nipped it in the bud and got rid of him. Um, we haven't talked about Brendan Shanahan at all on this. Well, so I guess we will don't let's not get off before we bring him up. Um, Oh, we did talk about him a bit off the top, I guess, but I didn't well, share. What is my... there to really say, man? Like, I don't know. I'm a uh, Brendan Shanahan makes me nervous, dude. Like he, he makes me nervous. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I'm not going to sit here and say he's an idiot, but like, he, he makes me nervous. Like there's just, uh, he's kind of like one foot in one foot out with, with the hockey team. And like, like I said, off the top, this is his hockey team. And like, I just, he makes me nervous. I don't trust that he makes the best decisions. Like Chris Johnson had the report last week that he phoned up the core four and said that, Oh, we'd like to keep you. And like, I understand that like, yes, you, you, you got to phone you like it, there's a quote unquote crisis situation going on. So you're trying to calm everybody down, but what are you doing? Like, what the hell are you doing? And it was also reported that when he was interviewing the candidates, he was saying to them, well, you know, I like Sheldon Keefe. And it's like, I don't care that you like Sheldon Keefe. Why? I don't understand. Okay, let, okay, are we going to Shanny or are we going to Dubas? Let's do Shanny. Let's do Shanny. We'll talk right, about Dubas right. in a second. All right. I don't get how I have the worst allergies of all time if I am keep disappearing from the camera to blow my nose. So I excuse me for that. But I just don't get... I'm not the first person to say this. I'm not even the 10,000th person to say this. How somebody who could be arguably one of the most badass hockey players to ever lace him up of all time. And you look at a guy he won a couple cups with who's become the greatest general manager like out of all former players. And it's just like, like all these years of just like the Shanna plan. And it's just like, why does this guy suck? Like, yeah, you know, I know. Like, I know. know? Like, it's and like, like how, and like, how like, are you such a like, pussy? Like, yeah. You know, and like, yeah like, and like, I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here, like kind of, kind of blaming dude, like putting this sort of like, Oh, shucks. We lost again. Culture on Kyle Dubas, but it's like, he reported to Brendan Shanahan. He allowed that to happen. And I just like, just hearing some of the stuff that Shanny's saying, to these to the players and then like during the interview it's like would you like get out of here man and like 
it's very clear that Dubas did what he did as as a way to like a last minute power play to try and get out from under Brendan Shanahan. That and I think that their relationship like totally ran its course. And I like, yeah, it's just like that's the thing. It's like you can. That's just you don't get to see or hear Shanny talk enough to get like a good grasp on like what actually goes on with him on the day to day. There's the odd report, but like during the season, man, like how many times we bring up shit, Brendan Shanahan, like Not never, many. Yeah. never, you know? So it's just like, I would love to get a, a, a behind the curtain peek of just like his day to day and like th- his meetings with, like the board and just like, you know, I would just, I would absolutely love to see that because I just, because right now he just looks like an idiot. Like he just doesn't seem yeah, very likable and he seems kind of weird and yeah, kind of like a little bitch. Like, you know, it's just like, I don't know. But at the same time, it's like, I also remember when he laced him up, but he was like the coolest, baddest hockey player to play the, like <laughs> one of the best wingers I've ever seen in my entire life. Like it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Uh, so he makes me nervous. And so it, it's clear that the relationship with him and Dubas soured. And now Dubas is the president of Hockey Ops. Like I said earlier, they announced that literally five minutes before the Tree Living press conference today. And I... I, here's, I sat here on this pod with you all year and I said, I like Kyle Dubas. I want I want him to stay. I don't see anyone out there who's a better fit. He's been here long enough. Let him keep going. Let him keep building. And I I haven't changed my opinion on how I think about Kyle as a guy. Uh, I think he's a really good, nice guy, and it's very clear that people loved working for him. and uh, And I wish him all the best in that sense in Pittsburgh. But you know what, man? I've I'm pretty I've been pretty sickened by what I've seen from some of the media members in this city since he got let go. There are people who are in the media, some who work for the two big networks and some who work for other publications who are literally crying and pining for this man and are so upset that he's gone. And are just and I thought that Justin Bourne last week, when when Jonas Siegel put out the story about uh, someone someone who works at MLSE who said they were in mourning, which is something you do when somebody dies, um, I, that Kyle Dubas had been let go. Justin Bourne was like Kyle Dubas is so much more to, than a hockey executive to some people. He's like a proxy for so many things, and I thought that was the perfect way to sum it up. Like there are. People, I'm not going to begrudge fans. Fans are fans. You're supposed to be emotional when you're a fan. You're supposed to be over the top when you're a fan. So if you're a fan and you're upset, you do you. But it's like there are media members who have literally tied their identity to this guy and just his philosophy and that he's young and that like they they just, it just, it means so much to them that he was the GM of the Maple Leafs and I've just seen enough over the last couple of weeks. This is a really long-winded way of saying I'm I'm kind of glad he's gone now. Like I, I think everybody needs to move on. Everybody needs to let go. If you're a Kyle Dubas fan, be a Kyle Dubas fan. Go follow his career with the he's got the big chair with the Pittsburgh Penguins now. Like Good luck. go 
yeah, like go follow him, go cheer him on, whatever. But uh, man, I, I, I'm, I'm legitimately like, I'm, I'm pretty icked out by what I've seen from some of the media members here. It's, it's Dude, been, I think they're all embarrassing. The, I think they were all on the payroll, man. Like, like I honestly, like there's, there's the people who like, yeah, I get what they're saying. I was just like, just the guy who's like, you know, like he represents something, but I don't know, man. Like after seeing like how sneaky he was and a couple other stories coming out, wouldn't be surprised if he had like a relationship with a lot of these dudes. Yes. And, and like fed and had like, I remember like, like the day that Shady came out and uh, did the play by play. Doug McLean came on Kipper and Bourne and was like talking about how we like have Dubas like asked him for like a meeting and he went with yeah. like, Who'd he go with? He went with some with jokes. I forget I who I can't remember who it was. I think it was uh was uh oh, uh, the play by uh the color guy. Oh uh, Jim Ralph? No Ralphie? No, no. TV. Greg Millen? Yeah, Greg Millen, I think. <laughs> but uh but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm starting to think that like all these like Jonas Siegel dudes, they're all they were all on the payroll and they all had a relationship with them and well, they all—they're all so upset that he's gone, and it's just like, guys, like you gotta like you like you gotta move on here. It's like people get fired in this league every day, and it's like, it's just like, it, listen, the situation was unfortunate. It's like Shani basically said we wanted to extend Kyle. The relationship, like, the relationship between Brett and Shanahan and Kyle Dubas had clearly soured. Shani wanted to extend him. Kyle was like, okay, I'll stay, but I want more money. And I basically don't want to report to you anymore. And Shani was like, well, I'm still the president of the hockey operations. So you're gone. And like, is it an unfortunate situation? Yes. I'm sure if the two of them could go back in time, they might've done it a little differently, but it happened. Let's move on with our lives and stop publicly crying about this guy leaving it's just i, I can't believe it man it's you know, unbelievable. What, that, you know what rob that's pretty ungrateful of kyle dubas because he would be nowhere without brandon yeah. shanahan yeah yeah that's well, my I, opinion. I think, we said that last time i think he got a little too big for his britches like it's like yeah i'm sure he's a really smart guy and he would have made it somewhere to be, but geez, to be hand-picked to be the general manager of the toronto maple Leafs with no experience like if he was really if he's really like that that's, well, just, all, that's just what an ungrateful little bastard like you yeah, know it's well, just, well, and he also like again I've, I've i've the theme of this episode is me talking about this sort of like tissue soft environment that i've that i'm sort of observing from the outside and like i just feel like part of his thing too was you know it was hard on me it was hard on my family <laughs> it, it was hard on like like i, I want to be compensated for how hard it was it's hard being the gm here it's like yes it is hard being the gm of the toronto maple leafs like this is it's as as Brad True Living said today. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like if this is this is the the premier franchise. And some idiot's gonna write in our comments here and be like, "Oh, are the Leafs the premier franchise?" It's like because they're the Maple Leafs. They make the most money of any team in the league. Um, it's supposed to be hard. Like it's supposed it's it's and the reason why it's so hard is because if you're the one to finally get this team over the hump. You you will be a god forever, like if if you which even, we've been like, saying for like 
how as long but, as I've but been you alive. don't even need to get this team over the hub look down legends row out front of the arena and show me how many of those guys have cups not many all yeah. you need to do is win a few rounds and they'll put a statue of you out front and of if the you city. lose one you got to try hard doing it yes <laughs> yes so so that's that's what i mean is it's just like i just think it's good for everyone that he's gone like go to pittsburgh have a fresh start you're going Let's in there talk, with man. oh you're literally you're literally going in there with with in my opinion w- one of the greatest winners this this game has ever seen who's still who's in the back nine of his career and you're gonna try and s- squeeze one more cup run out of him and mike sullivan who i think is one of the best coaches in the league so go and like do your thing. Good luck. Best of luck. We Brad Tree Living's here now. This is Brad Tree Living, who's going to be working with Brendan Shanahan. And listen, if if this season doesn't go well, if the Leafs go out this year and they flame out, if they get eliminated in the first round again, if they don't make the playoffs, whatever. Guess who the finger is going to be pointed at? Not Brad Tree Living. Brendan Shanahan. Yeah, I just. Uh, I mean, in that way, you kind of feel bad for 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 tree living it's just like at the same oh, well, time dude, you, it's like you just got brought in and i'm sure like he signed a nice old deal or yeah, whatever but say. it's like it's like you're almost working for like the 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 term lame duck for this franchise is just like you're working for kind of a lame duck president right now well, unless they do something like but that's the thing that that about brandon shanahan that i don't understand ryan is it's like dude like you you're out of bullets like this is your third GM, and if and if you fire Sheldon, it'll be your third coach. Like, why are you? Why do you want to walk it back with the same team and the same guys that have let you down year after year? Like, why, Rob? Why it's hard to make the playoffs, and it's hard to find top talent. Why? Like, can't that's basically what I heard today, man. Why can't we change the coach? Because why can't he taught we even good players that? how to check? Well, that that's just tree lip. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's he all even, I heard he even today. Sat, like if, I know, but he hasn't even sat down. I'm not going to blame tree living for no, that. No, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. It's yeah. just like, I mean, he got his messaging. It's not like he came up with everything by himself. Like at the end of the day, he's a good, he's a good guy. Like he's going to listen to the his higher ups on the the messaging and, but like all he heard today was just like, yeah, like we have a lot of great talent here and there's luck in the playoffs and I thought they were better against Tampa when they lost and they were worse when they won. So it's just like, there was a lot of just like, it's like almost the same messaging as like Kyle in years past. It's just now it's a fresh face and it's kind of like, it's almost like they're trying to like brainwash you into being like, Oh yeah. Like maybe like, it's not so bad. Like making the playoffs every (laughs) year. Like, you know, it's just like, to me, that's what it was like. And I, I'm not, saying anything bad about anybody but that's just that's kind of what i felt at the end of the day it was just like the same message but since it was coming from a new source and from a different perspective like some people are gonna buy it and some people aren't aren't like it's just i, I don't know we'll see we'll see what happens yeah we will see what happens i so just to put a bow on this i was 
pleasantly surprised with Bradshaw living today. I think we should all give the guy a chance. I think it's I think it's a good thing for everyone involved, especially these emotional members in the media that Kyle Dubas has moved on and is now like. And if you're so upset about it, buy a buy a plane, buy a ticket, and fly down to Pittsburgh and cover the Penguins. Like as far as I'm, I'm concerned, I'm so happy he went there and not like all those Ottawa rumors were kind of making me nervous because I think that. They're kind of like the Baltimore Orioles of like the NHL, yeah. in my opinion. Like they're, um, they're going to be good. At, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Like they, I mean, I think they're going to be a great hockey team and uh, make some noise. And instead he goes to Pittsburgh who are, who are, who are kind of in like a similar, like borderline worse situation. Oh no, it's worse. Dude. Like his, his mandate is going to be, you've got to try and squeeze one more cup. You've probably got another two years to try and squeeze one more cup out of Crosby and Malkin and Latang. I love Sid. He's got us three, but dude, that, that is not happening. Yeah. And like, then, and then it's a scorched earth run. It's scorched earth rebuild time in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, I'm happy you went there. Cause it's kind of like, honestly, man, that situation kind of blows. Like I think the, I think the, I think the, uh, uh, ownership situation and and how like it hasn't really been solved yet in Ottawa is probably the fact that Pittsburgh is owned by the Fenway Sports Group, who keep who who for who for some reason see Kyle Dubas as like hockey's Theo Epstein, even though Kyle Dubas has never won anything. And well, I get again. He's like he's sick. He, look who he's replacing. Oh yeah, like <laughs> yeah, it's yes. it's like you know like some some teams are looking for younger a radical yeah. change like yeah. he's replacing the oldest dino in the league man yeah. like so they were like screw the old dino who was tough to work with let's bring in mr i'm gonna make a great first impression and show everybody how smart i am because i went to brock university and that like you know actually, it's just that's like, actually that's actually a, a a great question ryan yeah yeah like what it's just uni- like what university who's gonna just be a guy who's just gonna be basically just a little bitch, like you know. It's Kyle Dubas did go to Brock University. Did you look that up? I just remember I used to go visit my buddies at Brock all the time, and like their business program, they have like a like an like a very highly touted like business program or sports management program or something. And his face was always just like. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just i so saw him there yeah shout out to brock university nothing against you i love you just yeah. i just think it's sometimes his his training his business training is just like dude you like you graduated a couple of years ago buddy like it's time to like kind of move move on from like the stuff you learned yeah it's yeah he did it well he got it he started doing that again today in pittsburgh so Anyways, we uh, we threw this together today because we needed to get on and comment on this. So um, our summer schedule is going to be the same as it's always been. When there's some actual real news to talk about, we will be on shortly after to talk about it. I wonder I, I, if they sign any extensions, if they make any big trades, free agent signings well, gotta, will be gotta on gotta fill right out after. the roster. Yeah, like, they do got to fill out the roster. What? Who's playing for them this year? Yep, not Justin Hall. Know. Justin Hall said the other day that he's ready to come back. You know what I want to see Brad do? Other than let's forget about the core four for a second, even though obviously it's a big factor and the money they're going to have. Let's go out and get some guys who can skate. Like in 
And you know what? I will say, like, the, the teams that lost to the Bruins, like, those, like, Casbury, Kapanen, Andreas, Janssen, Leafs, like, yeah, they were all pussies, but, like, they could skate. I thought one thing that really stuck out this playoff was, even though they got, quote-unquote, tougher and other different players, they kind of lost their identity with speed. It's like, yeah. can we just upgrade the back end and just... Get a little more speed back in this lineup, please. Well, I mean, when you look at uh, when you look at, like I said to you earlier, if, if you look at Brad Treliving's like um, history, he he knows how to build a, a, a big, mean, nasty defense core. Yeah. Um, here's a question for you: Who do you like in the Stanley Cup final? Well, I'm going to be in Vegas for game two. I know. Even though I, we looked at the the prices for the tickets, and it's a little. Well, what you should do is wait for until like right up close to the start of the game. Yeah, and... you know, I don't hitch. Like, I I'm not that guy. No, I don't. I like knowing what I'm doing. I'm not going to just like hope for something to happen. But I don't know. It's going to be cool to see like the outside environment of Vegas while they're playing a home you should Stanley definitely Cup wander game. you should definitely wander down by uh the arena yeah exactly like just seeing like the whole vibe around like because i mean if you were in any canadian city while they're in the Stanley cup final walking around downtown even though vegas is obviously a little bit different but it's just gonna be kind of cool to see what the whole the whole vibe is if there's any vibe really or even just walking into like a like just maybe throw out a little little bet ski somewhere you know like well mutual mutual friend of ours was in vegas a couple weeks ago when the the series was starting against dallas and he was like this city is golden knights crazy it's nice golden knights everywhere nice yeah that's cool i'm gonna take the florida panthers in seven games i'm gonna take the florida panthers in five games whoa hey now hey now i think I think the Vegas Golden Knights are are a big, mean, nasty Western Conference hockey team. But I think the Florida Panthers are much faster. I think they're just destiny at this point for me. I think they're they are much faster. They have guys who can who are not afraid of the big mean nastiness of the Golden Knights in Matthew Kachuk, Sam Bennett, the list goes on. And they have the a goaltender who is been out of his out mind of his, yeah. since the end of the Bruins series. Yeah. It's just, man, like, like you, you beat the lease at five, you sweep the hurricanes who like the hurricanes played very well. And yeah, like, like Rod Brandemore's quotes after that series was like a little, like the hell are you talking about? But like, if, like you watch and you look at the stats of those games, like the hurricanes played pretty well. And it's just yeah. like, I don't know what this Florida team just coming back. To beat the Bruins, it's just and they're goaltending. Like it's just I don't know. They seem like the team of the team of destiny right now. Yeah. All right, buddy. Uh, we're gonna get out of here. As I was saying earlier, when there's real tangible leaf news to talk about, we will be back not shortly after. And why is that, Ryan? We don't deal in hypotheticals. No, we do not deal in hypotheticals. So 
If you want to, we, we might have to this year, though, man. Yeah. If, yeah. If you want to get our take on the happenings of the offseason, hit the like and subscribe button below. Also, hit the like and subscribe button below if you want to make sure you're ready to go for when the puck drops next season. We'll be right there at training camp all the way through, as we always are. This is our first. Is this our first year doing the podcast when Kyle Dubas is not the general manager? I think we did. I think our first no, year. No, no, our first. No, no. We started doing the podcast when Tavares got signed. Like we're like we're 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 like head we're like Weather did it the year before, but I remember like right when Tavares kind of got signed. Like I feel like we've been talking about John Tavares like the entire podcast. Was that when when did Lou when did Lou move on? Did Lou, when did Lou Lamorello leave? Well, he was here for 15, 16, 17. Because I th- we started in 2018, I think. He was the GM of of the Leafs for three years. And he took yeah, so I think we had one year where where we, we did this when Lou was the GM. And then after that, it, this has been the all Kyle Dubas Maple Leaf talking buds leaf show. Yeah. So we're about to embark on this new Brad Tree Living journey. So as I said, hit the like and subscribe if you want to come with us. Thank you guys for checking us out. We'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Joel McLeod, co-host of the 905er podcast. The 905 is one of the most diverse and densely populated regions of Canada. Four and a half million of us live, work, and play in the area surrounding Toronto. That's more people in the 905 than actually live in Toronto. Each election, the 905 decides who forms our government at both the provincial and federal levels. So why isn't more attention being focused on us here in the 905? We're looking to change that. My co-hosts, Roland Tanner and I, tell the stories that define what we are calling the most important region in Canada. Each week, we bring to your attention news, culture, and issues that make up what it means to be a 905er. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. Or you can visit us at 905er.ca to subscribe. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.